Come on, bring the Holy Ghost with us online in Jesus' name. Spirit says, look up, look up, for your redemption draweth nigh. Look up, look up, for your redemption draweth nigh. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We welcome your return. We praise you, Lord. You told us that you would burn up this earth with fervent heat. Just wait till after the service, will ya? <laughs> praise God forever. We give you praise. We worship you. We love you. We thank you that you have a sense of humor and a good one. And you've distributed it to each one of your children. That we can laugh off anything. We can laugh our way into anything. And we can laugh our way through anything. Into your promises of provision. Your promised land. We give you all the glory that you've placed your joy. Your love. Your happiness. Your compassion within us your peace that surpasses all understanding and we worship you and we welcome you thank you jesus hallelujah hallelujah online just give them some praises thanks for turning me on we give you praises i remember when jerry savelle told kenneth coke when he toured with him or well he still is for over 50 years now and he said without he was the first one on his staff and uh, it took 300 men, Jerry reminds Kenneth of that, to replace him. He hired 300, and Jerry left the ministry. But he said, I was responsible for turning Kenneth Copeland on. <laughs> and if it weren't for me, Kenneth Copeland would never be turned on. <laughs> and he would start his machines, and he'd run the sound for him and everything when he started out. So praise God forever. <laughs> Amen. Took the, he's, he's still faithful to remind Kenneth Copeland. It took 300 men to replace me. Never forget that. <laughs> Amen forever. Well, Father, we worship you and we praise you. We command this heat wave to end now in Jesus' precious name. We speak life and you said we shall decree a thing and it will be established for us. And I don't think we have to wait till Tuesday for it to end. We just speak that it comes to an end now and abruptly and we call thunder showers to pass. Again, in Jesus' name, water to this land. We call in rain now in Jesus' name. And Father, we thank you for doing it. You've placed us in charge down here and in dominion and our words come to pass. I thank you for a fresh breeze. I thank you for coolness. In your presence is fullness of joy. And Father, we bless you and we worship you. And we thank you for the authority. For where two or three are gathered, you're in our midst. And where two or three agree on anything, it shall be done for us. See, you online, you're not feeling the breeze right now. You gotta be here in person to feel his presence. He's here, he just showed up. Wind is coming through, so praise God forever. And we are faithful to call in the rain. And Father, you said you're speeding up the time. These are days of acceleration. And what we sow with our lips are coming to pass faster and faster and faster. Therefore, we also speak provisions and blessings upon everyone under the sound of our voice here this morning. And we are in agreement for rain in the latter rain bringing in the precious fruit of the earth, that it's time for the greatest harvest seen upon the face of the earth. And we bless you for doing it. You are the Lord of the harvest. And we thank you for sending us laborers into your harvest to reap fruit for eternal life. Thank you, Father. You put us in charge down here. And we give you all the praises and all the glory. We command gas prices to continue to drop in Jesus' name, for the inflation bubble to be popped in Jesus' name. 
and for Biden to replay, be replaced in office. For we all know he stole it and that Democratic Democratic Party. So Father, we thank you that we the just are taking back our land, we're taking back our earth, and you're going to come in with a bang. And you're coming for a glorious church who's in charge, the head not the tail, above only not beneath. Thank you, Father, that we will occupy and declare a thing and decree a thing until you come again, and we will usher in your coming <laughs> with the words of our lips. Just like you came through the prophets of the Old Testament who ushered in your coming through the words of their lips and wrote them down for our benefit. And you came and fulfilled 300 prophecies in the Old Testament. We thank you that you're coming for us in the New Testament. According to the words of our mouth, let it be done unto us. Come quickly, come soon, and bring others in with us. We bless you, Father. Give us eyes and hearts that are open to those who receive and are willing to receive and open to receive that we may speak words of life and your coming to them that they can come into the kingdom before the end thank you father we intercede for those in authority and for the lost we pray for them we cover them in jesus name for all the pastors all the saints who are in authority on the earth your church and we pray for every member in it we make intercessions with them and for them with groanings which cannot be uttered Thank you, Holy Spirit, for praying through each member, through the gift of times. Yes, indeed, it won't be long now. God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other. You won't be able to keep up. Yes, everything will be happening at once. And everywhere you look, blessings. Blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and hills. I'll make everything right again for my people Israel. I'll plant them on their own land, and they'll never again be uprooted from the land I've given them, saith the Lord of hosts. And we've seen that fulfilled. Over 8,000 Jews have already returned from Ukraine to their homeland Israel. And Kenneth Copeland Ministries has given $8 million to Israel to help facilitate that already. So praise God that things are speeding up. The saints are moving, the kingdom of God is moving, and we're yoked up with Israel. Praise Jesus forever. Hallelujah. The fig tree and the vine yield their strength. Amen forever. Well, you can be seated if you can. Turn around, give someone a hug if you want. I know it's hot, but it's getting cooler, amen? Forever. Just give them a spiritual high five. High five. Are we offline again? We lost our Facebook audience, but we are here on SoundCloud and podcast as well, the Word of the Ranch, so you can listen to this message via audio, no matter what happens with the, with us online here. Well, isn't God good? Hey, we're two or three are gathered, amen? <laughs> we just saw a change in the weather. Amen, that was pretty immediate, right, Douglas? When you prayed, the cool breeze just came in. Cool breeze came in, amen? So praise God. Amen forever. Amen. Say Jesus is Lord. Thank you, Arthur. We love you. <laughs> Thank you for playing. Thank you for coming out today. Amen forever. Let's give a hand off to Arthur. Arthur Barry. Good morning back online. Um, we were experiencing hot weather. We called in a breeze. The breeze has come through, so hopefully we won't overheat our phone today again, and you can join with us. If you're not able to watch the full length of our video online, we have over 300 viewers now. 
You can do so at podcast at Word of the Ranch and on SoundCloud if you download that app at Word of the Ranch there and all the audio will be recorded every week for you, faithfully. So if the video goes out, we have audio. Amen forever. Let's pray, shall we? Father, thank you. Where two or three are gathered, you're here in our midst. I thank you for a fresh word in season. I thank you for provision and prosperity and the keys to prosperity that you've outlined in our word. Keys to prosperity that will never end. Spiritual laws that cannot be broken. And Father, I give you praises for instituting the tithe amongst your people. Our commandment, our covenant with heaven is provision. So Father, thank you as we release tithes and offerings today that you meet us at your place of contact and covenant with us today. And you bless our socks off and knock our socks off. For the windows of heaven are open to us tithers and you rebuke the devourer for our sakes. And Father, I just give you praises for a double blessing for those who braved the South Orange County weather today. I praise you and thank you for a double blessing upon them today. Be it done in them according to your word. For those who diligently seek you shall be rewarded. And we give you all the praises for doing it and moving upon them today. And I just speak over you today and say all is well. All is well in your finances. All is well in your health. All is well in your house. God is upon you. You're a blessing going somewhere to happen. And God has already gone before you and ahead of you, preparing the place just for you. Father, we thank you for peace that surpasses all understanding as our hearts and minds are fixed on you, Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep. Thank you for leading us beside still waters, restoring our souls, our minds. I thank you for fresh, pinpointed focused minds in these last days to stay focused on your word that our minds are renewed and transformed by your word that we can stay focused in a chaotic crazy world in an unfocused world thank you that you are our focus our hope our joy and our song we focus in on you all day long and we praise you for being you thank you lord and if you agree with that, say amen. 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 Well, most of us have started tithing at the beginning of the month, so I thought it'd be appropriate to teach on the tithe today, to link you to the blessing, to link you to your rewards, and to get your expectors up for your harvest, because a seed always produces according to the word of God in the kingdom. Amen. I said amen. Can I get an amen, somebody? Can I get one amen? Can I get two? All right, amen. <laughs> Praise God forever. And before we go there, just I've been teaching from here, Joel 2. You know, the book of Joel, scholars can't date. So therefore, it's a relevant book for today. I think more than any, scholars have not been able to date the book of Joel. So a lot of them agree with me that this is a relevant book, especially for today and then for the hour that we live in. And according to the Jewish calendar, it's the first of the month. Wake up, wake up, it's the first of the month. <laughs> I said it online this week on our online services, but, you know, I still have songs from 6th and 7th grade in my head. No matter how hard I've tried to renew my mind with the Word, they're still there. I'm like, what's up with that, Lord? <laughs> but it just goes to show you that at a young age, you're just like a sponge, and you absorb what you hear. So just make sure you're hearing what you need to hear, amen, and not what you don't want to hear. Because we are like sponges, and, you know, physicians and scholars and uh, doctors have not proven... We only use about, what, 10% of our brains? That leaves 90% in reserves untapped. So you got 90% to still give to God, amen? Hey, if you just tithe that 10%, the word tithe in Hebrew literally means the 10th. 
if you just tie that 10% brain capacity, God will let you use the, the rest of the 90, amen? If you give him what's his. So give 10% of your mind to God as a tie the first thing in the morning. Go into his word, give your mind to him, and he'll let you use that. He'll open up that 90%, amen? Praise God forever. We've got 90% to work with. He's got 10. And he's a multiplier, amen? So praise God. But Joel 2, because it is on the Jewish calendar, uh, September marks the beginning of the new year, amen? And Rosh Hashanah, we celebrate this month. And this is, begins the feast in the Jewish calendar. And this is God's timetable. We're about four to five months uh, behind God's timetable, amen? So this is New Year, according to the Lord. And New Year always came from, uh, in the seasonal realm, from summer into, into fall. And if you notice the ants are out, it's harvest season. So this is your harvest month, amen? The ants know it's harvest season, and they're working hard to gather it into the barns, amen? Or into their anthill, because they ain't got a barn, but they're working, amen? So saying it's harvest season for me. This is the season of harvest. This is my new year. My new year starts this month according to God. You see, we're already in 2023. <laughs> we're already ahead of time. So praise God forever. Joel 2 says right here in verse 21, says, Fear not, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord has done marvelous things. Don't be afraid, you beasts of the field, for the open pastures are springing up, and the tree bears its fruit. The fig tree and the vine yield their strength. I believe that's Israel and America. Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for He has given you the former rain faithfully, and He will cause the rain. The rain. Remember, Lord, the rain? Bring the rain. The rain. The rain. To come down for you, say me, the former rain and the latter rain, in the first month. That's this month. The beginning of the Jewish calendar. The beginning of the Jewish New Year. It says, The threshing floor shall be full of wheat, and the vats will overflow. Say overflow. With new wine and oil. Say new. new. It's a new year. He makes all things new. And verse 25 says, So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, Corona has eaten, the virus had eaten, amen, the years that the enemy was on a rampage, Jesus says, God says here in the Joel, that he'll restore the years. And Proverbs says, if the thief is found out, he must repay sevenfold. So that's 21 years of plenty. That's 21 years of take back, amen? Seven times three is 21, amen? He will restore the years. The years. 21 years of restoration, amen? Praise Jesus forever. I'm standing on that word. How about you? The thief must repay if he is found out. And we know he's the author of sickness and disease. We know he's the one who created the coronavirus through the Wuhan lab and Bill Gates. We know he's the one. <laughs> we know he's the one who did it. He's the thief, amen? <laughs> Just slip that right in there for your contemplation and consideration. That's why I have a Google Pixel phone, not an Apple phone. Dun, dun. <laughs> Let's just keep moving on at the word here, and not my opinions. Genesis 14. Go there with me, if you will. If you're online, wave your Bible, make the devil mad. Amen. But Genesis 14, the book of the beginnings, and we've been looking at our father Abraham, who's the father of our faith, the father of us all. Genesis 13:2 says Abram was very rich. Say very rich in livestock, silver, and in gold. There's coming a great wealth transfer to the body of Christ to wrap this thing up with, to support the church and its growth and its move on the earth before we're out of here. 
And uh, verse 6 says, Their possessions were so great they could not dwell together. That was Abraham and Lot. And Abraham said, Please let there be no strife between me and you. You pick what you want, and I'll take what's left over. Faith always takes the remnant and then moves with that. Amen? Praise God forever. God's our source. For all the land which you see, I will give to you and your descendants forever. Say forever. That's you and me included. And verse 17 says, Arise, walk in the land through its length and its width, for I give it to you. Say, give it to me. Say, he didn't ask me to pay for it. He just asked me to believe him for it. Amen forever. And then we see here in verse 14 that Abram had 318 trained servants. He had a staff of 318 who were born in his own house. So these are almost like sons and daughters. And not only were they servants, but they were warriors. They went out and did battle and won. They were trained servants. Amen? And then skip around with me to verse 18. And this was when Abram meets Melchizedek. And Melchizedek is a type and shadow of the Lord Jesus. I believe it actually was Jesus in flesh incarnate. Come down to earth to meet his man Abraham. And it says in verse 18, Then Melchizedek, king of Salem. Why do I think it's Jesus? Because king of Salem literally means king of peace. And we know Jesus is the prince of peace. King of peace. Amen. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, king of peace, brought out bread and wine. And Jesus was already, already, always feeding people too. He cooked broiled fish, brought out, changed water into wine, brought out bread on the seashore for the disciples when he returned. So he was always cooking up something and always serving something for his disciples as well. Amen? Multiplying the fish and the loaves for the multitudes. He was always producing, always feeding, either spiritually, soulfully, or physically as well. And that's what we and you are called to do. Amen. We're sowers. We're feeders. Amen. And he was the priest of the Most High God. That's Jesus, right? As Hebrew says, he is our faithful and merciful high priest. So this is a type and shadow of Jesus who we pay tithes to today in the New Testament. Our faithful and merciful high priest. Amen. Who ministers our tithe, our tenth, to the Father on behalf of us. Because he's also, the Bible says, our intercessor. And that's what the high priest did. He interceded for the sins of the people. He also took their offerings from the people and presented them to the Father or to the high priest. Amen forever. So he's faithful to minister our tithes and offerings to the Father. And Paul says it's a well-pleasing sacrifice in his sight, well-pleasing in his eyes, a sweet-smelling sacrifice and savor. He was the priest of the Most High God, and he blessed him. And said, notice the blessing is transferred through words. Blessed be Abram of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he, Abram, gave Melchizedek, king of Salem, king of peace, a tithe of all. And we already see that Abram was very rich, so that's a pretty large tithe. His tenth is a large portion he gave to this king, Melchizedek. Amen. And this is the first example that we have in the Bible of tithing. Right here. Abram instituted the tithe, not under the law. The tithe became law because it produced the blessing and was given out of the blessing and out of the overflow. Amen? So here we see a covenant cut between Abram and Melchizedek. That's king of peace, king of us all. Amen forever. The first institution of the tithe, the first act of the tithe, is found right here in Genesis 14, 20. Now the king of Sodom, let's just read a little more, verse 21. 
Now the king of Sodom, Sodom and Gomorrah, remember that's those cities. Sodom can be translated as depravity, wicked, evil, or destruction. Here comes the king of destruction and said to Abram, Give me the Persians. That's just like the devil trying to cut a deal with you. Amen. Amen. Give me your tithe. You take it. I'll take it. Don't give it to God. That's just like the devil. We see in another verse that Abram had to wave off the buzzards and the vultures from his offering. He had to chase the vultures away so they couldn't consume his offering on the altar. So the devil is going to try to steal your offering and your tithe to keep you out of financial covenant with God. Just like Abram was. Our father of faith. Amen? So you got to shoo off those vultures and buzzards from your tithe and from your offerings and say, get I'm honoring God. God honors me back. He's taken us higher than we've ever been when we started tithing and sowing seed. Hasn't he, Clarissa? Higher than we've ever been and we keep on growing. Why? Because we keep on giving and honoring God with our first fruits and our substance. I don't care what this world system does. We're on his timetable. We're on his system. Amen? And the wealth of the sinners laid up for the just. And it's going to get transferred to the faithful who are in financial covenant with him just like Abraham was. Amen. Who God changed his name to Abraham and cut covenant. Now the king of Sodom said to Abraham, the king of evil, you could say, give me the persons and take the goods for yourself. Let's cut a deal here. But Abraham said to the king of Sodom, depravity or wickedness, I have raised my hand to the Lord God most high, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will take nothing from a thread to his sandal strap, and that I will not take anything that is yours, lest you should say, I have made you rich. Except only that the young men have eaten, and the portion of the men who went with me. He was more in interested in his people than in money. Aner, Ashko, and Mamre, let them take their portion. And verse uh, chapter 15, 1 says, And after these things the word of the Lord came again to Abram in a vision. Notice visions speak. Notice that your imaginations carry words with them. Notice pictures speak to you. That's why you have to be careful what you look at. Because they speak to you. Images speak. Notice God spoke to Abram in a vision. Into an image. He spoke. Images carry words. Saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. Another translation says, I am your rapidly increasing money supplier. <laughs> Don't be afraid that you didn't cut covenant with an evil man. Stay in covenant with me. You've tied to me. We've cut covenant together. Blessings come from me. Your provision is now from me. I am your source of everything. You've honored me. Amen. God is our source. He's our source of everything. Well, He is the source of everything. We just have to enter into it. Amen. And we enter in through our tithe, through honoring Him with our first fruits of all our increase, all of our substance. I cannot afford not to tithe. How about you? Amen forever. God's in charge of my house. He's our financier. He's our Lord. He's our overseer. He's our healer. He's our physician. We've put Him over everything. Because He's given us everything. We know it comes from Him. Amen. Jobs come in. They came from Him. I know every time it's from Him. And I don't take the ones that aren't from Him. It's just a waste of my time. There's toiling involved in that. You don't cut covenant with man, just stay in covenant with God. Amen? We live to please God, not man. See, you'll have to be delivered from men to properly serve men. You have to first be delivered from men and people-pleasing to properly serve men to please God. Amen? 
So there's always training ground. There's time where you just rub close to God one-on-one. -on -one, and He teaches you just like He did Abram. Face-to-face, one-on-one. Separated him from his father's house. Took him unto his own. 25 years of training and preparation for all the promises that He promised him to come to fruition. Amen forever. Oh, to be alone with God. To please God and not man. So we have to transform our minds because we were raised in a Babylonian system that was sold under sin, sold under Satan, sold under Adam's transgression, sold under the Babylonian system which represents Egypt, sold under slavery. So we have to renew our mind that we're free and we're free indeed. For he who the sun sets free is free indeed. I'm here to serve God, not mammon. I'm here to serve God, not money. I make my choices based on the leading of the Holy Spirit and God's voice, not money. I don't sign up for college to make more money. I don't go after a job God hasn't told me to do. I serve God, not mammon. Mammon's not my God. God is. Amen? That's a quality decision. And if you make it and don't turn back, God will knock your socks off. Amen? As we stay faithful to Him, you'll see the wealth of the wicked transfer to you the just. Can I get an amen? I don't care what country you're in. I watched a service last night from Uganda with over 250,000 members. Amen. God don't care what's, what country you're in. Amen. The blessing will work where you take them and where you yoke up with Him. I don't care if you live in California, that taxes are high. Well, He'll place you on a city and He'll place you on a high hill that cannot be hidden. Amen. God will knock your socks off if you're in covenant with Him. And you'll see the end day wealth transfer into your lap, into your bosom. Amen. The wealth of the sinner coming to us, the just. If we're faithful and in the financial covenant with Him. That's how important the tithe is. It links us to the resources of heaven. Amen. If you want to go ahead and read Leviticus 9 on your own like we did on the way to church, it's a wonderful thing on tithing and offerings. But it's offerings with results. Leviticus 9. It says God saw the offering... And it was well-pleasing in his sight, a sweet-smelling fragrance and, fragrance and sacrifice. And fire came down from heaven and consumed their offerings. And the glory of the Lord, it said, fell upon all the people. The glory of God fell as they gave their offering, as they sacrificed their offerings to God. That's what brought the glory of God. And we see in Exodus 33 and 34, 32 through 34 really, that the glory of God is three things. It's the power of God, it's the presence of God, and it's the wealth and the goodness of God. God showed up with all three as they offered their offerings to God. So this service and online, I know some of us couldn't be here, but most of us are tithers at the beginning of the month now. I wanted to offer up our tithes and offerings together as one people to God. Amen? And watch God move up for us. And see the glory of the Lord fall on us this week and this month. The first month according to the Jewish calendar. And it's only just begun. <laughs> it's the first month. So we have a lot of time to believe in the harvest. Amen? It's only just begun. <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet. You know, let the world talk about themselves. But let the church talk about their God. Amen? We talk about God and we see God. We talk more about Him and we see more about Him. Hey, that's how things work. It's through words. Amen? We give praises to God and God moves. We offer up our sacrifices and our offerings. A sweet-smelling sacrifice. It could be a sacrifice at times. I can't afford to do this. Well, I can't afford not to. Amen? He's the one that gave it to me in the first place. 
Abraham offered up his only begotten son, just like the father did. He took it to the limit. He took God on his word all the way without turning back. And he said as he climbed that mountain with his 19-year-old boy, Isaac, he said, don't worry, son. Isaac said, where's the, where's the offering? Where's the sacrifice? Well, you're it. <laughs> he said, don't worry, son. God will provide his own offering. That's scripture. That's 2 Corinthians 9, 6. Paul told me and you, he ministers seed to the sower. He'll always give you seed to sow to produce how you live and a harvest to live thereby. But he said, don't worry, son. God will provide his own offering. And there was a ram stuck in the tree, freshly prepared at the top of the hill. He had to walk up that hill by faith. He had to keep decreeing that God will declare it and provide his own offering. You ain't going to die. You're the promised seed. Even if you die and you're cremated into ashes, son, God will raise up your ashes, make you human again, because you're the son of promise. You're the blessing line. Don't worry. God will provide His own offering. Amen. And He always does. He gives us something to give so He can multiply it. We don't work to get. We don't work to live. We work to give, and we live from what we give. I don't work to make a living. We work to make a giving, and we live from what we give. You have to switch that in your mind and in your vocabulary, because that's how we, as children of God, live. We live from what we give to God. And God is always faithful as our merciful and faithful high priest to minister it back to us. Multiply. Multiply. Five loaves and two fish given to the Lord fed 20,000 men, women, and children. Five loaves and two fish multiplied in the hands of the Messiah fed 20,000 men with 12 baskets left over. One for every disciple and apostle. See, I not only feed the multitude through you, it was the disciples that distributed the food, right? He used them. I not only fed and multiplied 20,000 before you, but here's your portion and your harvest as well for working for me and believing in me. Amen. We live from what we give. I practice what I preach. If finances are low, we continually sow seeds. We're set up with ministers all over the world, faithful men and women, uh, on a reoccurring basis. It's just withdrawn from our account every month. At least 800. And then we sow and we tithe on top of that. That's just seed. And God's increased us more and more. And He's added more partners to give to. And He's stretched our faith more and more. And we cannot outgive Him. Therefore, we know we're due a harvest. We've been sowing for a house now for five years. Sowing seed faithfully. This is for our house harvest. This is for our house harvest. And according to the word, a 30, 60, and 100 fold return puts us about $4.2 million now. That's a $4.2 million home. According to scripture and according to our seed, not our money, our seed, of what we've sown for five years now. What we've put out into the gospel. Well, we've sown into good ground, tested, fertile soil. Amen. So we're due our harvest, and we're going to see it before we leave. I'm going to see it before I leave. I know patriarchs died in faith. They didn't see the promises. But God, having prepared something better for us, that they without us should not see it. We're going to see it together. Amen. I want to see it before I leave. How about you? 
I want to see what I've stood for and sown for before I depart from earth. Amen? Amen. God's not a respecter of persons. He's a respecter of faith. And I've learned that I can't outgive him. You know? If a bad report comes, I try the devil and speak into his face here. Watch this. I don't have financial strains and burdens. Jesus is my Lord and provider. I'll give even more. Watch. Watch, devil. No, come back. Look what comes in. And when the harvest comes in, I say, See, you tried to trick me. You tried to consume my offering and eat it upon my own lusts and my own needs and necessities, pay a light bill with it. No. No, I honor God with it. Watch. See how defeated you are? See how you don't control my finances? See how you don't control my family or life? We honor God with our substance. And He's our provider, not you. So get. That's how bold you are if you tithe. That's how bold you are if you sow seed. You're due a harvest. Stand on your scripture. I'm going to see it. I know good days are ahead for me. Because I've already sown years before. I've already laid up seed for my harvest. You know, we've been putting away through sowing seed into heavenly accounts and earthly accounts. Amen. He multiplies the seed sown and increases the fruits of our righteousness, our harvest himself. He's a multiplier. You can't outgive him. You can't do it. I've tried. Whatever you can't let go of has become your God. If you can't let go of coffee, if you can't live without coffee, you don't have it. It has you. There's no such thing as substance abuse. No, now substance is abusing you. You're not abusing it. It's now abusing you. You have bowed your knee and your authority to it. And now it has a place as God in your life. If mammon or money has you, that's a false god you're serving. If you can't get rid of it and give it when God says, you're, you're hooked. You may be addicted. It may have you as a god. You may be serving it and not even know it. So what we can't get rid of actually has us and we don't have it. That's the world. I've seen billionaires out there who can't give a dime. They're still pinching pennies as billionaires. Guess who's God of their lives? Not the God of Abraham. Not the God I know. That's the God of mammon, Jesus says. And that's a lousy God to serve. Because money's here one minute, gone the next. I brought this with me today. Let me find it here. This is a $100 bill. And on, on the top of it, I believe the U.S. is 21 trillion of these in debt. <laughs> well, about nine, because it's time 100. 21 trillion, something like that. But don't worry, China's over nine trillion in debt. Russia's over that, in debt. That's just the Babylonian world system. They're all in debt. They own nothing. Who should? Us. <laughs> we should be the ones who are debt-free, not barring our knees to a lender, to the world. God should be providing everything for us. Amen? And we just take him at his word. But here's a $100 bill. And get this. It's still on here. Even under a false, crooked, perverse administration, on the back of 100, what's that say on the top? In God we trust. 
in God we trust. So this is lifeless unless it's activated. Therefore, you can speak life to money and get money to move for you. Say, money cometh to me now. Go ahead and say it. Speak to it. Say, money cometh to me now. Amen. Just let go of it and fly to the earth as well. Amen. But it says, in God we trust. That's scriptural. There's scripture on the back of a hundred. 1 Timothy 6.17 says, Trust not in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who gives us richly, say richly, all things to enjoy. You'll have to tap into it through His presence and through His glory. Supernaturally, not naturally. Because God's a spirit, not a man. That He should lie. I prayed it in times. comes in. Everywhere we've moved so far has been prayed in through the Spirit. Our next move is going to be prayed in through the Spirit. Amen. Not by the arm of the flesh, lest any man should boast. But by my Spirit, saith the Lord. By my Spirit. Your Spirit going somewhere to happen and produce. What you say comes to pass. You'll do what you say. Amen. What you say comes to pass. Say it again. Money coming to me now. Say, I'm a commander of wealth. Therefore, I can spread it and distribute it any way God and me wish. <laughs> it's so much easier to give out of an overflow than a lack. But we started in a lack to get to the overflow. Now we give out of our excess. Amen. <laughs> And that's why God keeps expanding our faith to take us to the next level. Crush it. Let it ride. Let it go. So, take us to the next level, Lord. Yeah, it's a challenge. It's a faith step. But you meet us every time. It went from a dollar to ten dollars. It was hard to give away ten dollars. It went to twenty. It went to a hundred. It went to a thousand. It went to five thousand. This is going to get up to 10,000. Faith steps, amen? Faith steps. Come on. I can't outgive them. Another faith step for a building. Another faith step for a home. I'm sewing my way up. Amen forever. He's coming soon. I only want to move once. <laughs> Have you ever moved with six people in your house? <laughs> That's hard. <laughs> It took the, the children of Israel 40 years, so hey, I'm not complaining, but they just moved once. <laughs> God's speeding things up in these last days. Let it be written, let it be said. I only want to move my family once before he comes. I've sown seed consecutively for years now. I'm expecting my harvest. I've named my seed. I've labeled my seed. So even when they read my checks, they see house harvest. <laughs> and read off my name and what I'm believing for. The bank does. Elisha and Andy, house harvest. So I got the sinner even confessing my harvest. Amen. That's why I buy those, those checks with scripture. Because the bank reads those. Only belief is on mine. Someone's going to see that and maybe believe. Amen. I used to have money cometh right above my name in print. So every time they'd read my name, they'd say money cometh. Elisha and Angie. <laughs> Isn't that smart? Get the sinner confessing on your behalf. 
Amen forever. <laughs> but you know, believe big with us. We're believing big. Don't limit God. The best thing you can do for me and my family is believe with us. Amen? Just believe with us. The best thing I can do for you and yours is believe with you. What you believing for? What are you standing for? Let me know. We'll agree with you. And we'll bring it to pass together. I'll be here too. Court of two or three strands is not easily broken. Where two or three agree on anything, it shall be done for them. It shall be done for them. I've agreed for a big new home. What have you agreed for? Speeding up the time. It's harvest season. It's the year of the open hand of God. Don't limit God. You're limited. God's not. Take the limits off God. As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. We believe God for everything. And we still are. And we always will. God's our source, not man. God's our source. We're tithers. We're sowers of seed. We name our tithe. We name our seed. God's faithful to bring it to pass. Amen. He's speeding up the time. The days are short. I believe we're in the final inning. Don't you? He's making things come to pass faster than ever before He comes. Days of acceleration are here now. You shall decree a thing and it will be established for you. We're going to go look at probably open houses in the area right after this. We're believing for a house right here in Nellie Gale and property where we can have our own church services on our own land. That's our dream. And have hay rides at Christmas for kids in the area. Bring them to Jesus at Christmas. And have vineyards. And plant gardens. Just like Amos 9.13 says. I'll plant you on your own land. And you'll never again be uprooted for it. It doesn't say I'll plant, I'll plant you in a box. But I'll plant you on your own land. So we're believing for land before he comes. Room to grow. Room to build a little fish house fry restaurant if we want. A church. A home. So be be believing with us, will you? Take the limits off. God's a big God. This is our promised land. And we'll never turn back from it. I will not settle for less. I know him. He knows me. We're in covenant. Everything I have came from Him. Everything I'll ever have came from Him. I look at our four children and say, how did they get here? They're walking, talking miracles. I look at my wife. How did we meet? In Italy? And we're both raised in Orange County? Every part of my life is a miracle. Every part of yours is a miracle. You're a miracle. These trees are miracles. I have no idea how they produce what they produce. I have no idea how such a big harvest is in such a small seed. See, God can do anything. When he was watching Jesus in church, went to church every Sabbath, he watched that woman, it says, with the two mites, and he watched her giving. And he watched her put her whole livelihood, it says, in the offering bucket. I wonder what Jesus and God did for her. 
The Bible doesn't tell us about her harvest. It only shows us her seed. But he said, she gave more than anyone in church that day. Because she gave it in faith. And she sowed all she had to God. And trusted God for his everything. He told me to give everything once. I did. And I ended up with something. <laughs> I couldn't now give them. Put God to the test. Malachi, the book of Malachi, the Italian prophet says, Try me now and this, saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough for you alone to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake so he does not steal the fruits of your harvest nor shall your vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed and you shall be a delightful land, saith the Lord of hosts. Tithers, right? You're not going down. You're going over. The best is yet to come. You know, God's interested in people. He's more interested in people than anything else. He's more interested in you heading somewhere tomorrow and meeting someone than making money. Without people, there'd be no money anyway. There'd be no business. There'd be no communication. There'd only be isolation. We're in the people business. Everyone who's ever created a business or everyone who's ever served anyone needs someone to serve. Without others, we die. There's nothing to do. Amen? So we're better together. We're actually one body in Christ. And God's adding to His body daily. Who are you going to meet tomorrow? <laughs> I'm excited. I love new clients coming in. I always get excited. Who are they? Who is the Lord sending my way? And if I find out their name through their email, we Instagram them or look them up. Wow. God sent this person to us? The biggest heathen on earth? <laughs> Just a good born again. Call it a wealth transfer. Amen. I'm always excited who I'm going to meet next. Who's coming in? Who's coming into the church? Who's watching us online today? Who's the new person? There's a new person watching us today. Amen. Who am I going to meet? Who's coming in? God's a people person. We're people people. Have you noticed? Clarissa knows if I don't get out every day, I perish. <laughs> I go nuts. I get angry. I get mad. I blamed the rocking chair yesterday. I said, it's not me. It's this chair. Every time I sit in this chair. And Sophie started hitting it and laying hands on it. So you line up in Jesus' name. You don't be bad, you be good. <laughs> Didn't you? That's it. <laughs> but if I'm not around people, it ain't going to work. <laughs> you thrive upon others, amen? You get isolated, you get devoured. Stop going to church, stop gathering yourself together. The devil's got you. Amen. Amen. Stay together. We're better together. Amen. But in God we trust. Amen. It's printed on every dollar. I trust not in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Amen. So whatever you're worrying about, that's your care, and it may be a God in your life. I encourage you to let it go. Break on through to the other side. Amen. Praise God forever. Say this with me. 
I'm money and mammon's master. I tell money, which has no life in itself, to get up and come to me now. I'm in charge of money. Money's not in charge of me. Money doesn't tell me, a child of God, what I can have, what I can do, and what I can't do. Say, I'm money's God, not vice versa. See, the whole world is serving money. For the love of money is the root of all evil. The love of money. It doesn't say the possession of money. It says the love and the lust and the greed after money is the root of all evil. Why? Because they're deceived that money will solve all their problems. It's the deceitfulness of riches. And I said it this week on our, on our podcast, in our video. Money can't buy you a family. Money can't buy you children. Money can't buy you a Lord and Savior. Money can't buy you heaven. Money can't buy you a healer. Money can't buy you a provider. Only God can give you those things and be those things. So that's why we serve God, not money. Money makes a lousy God. Just check with the world. You know, the Lord's placed me in those houses and families for the last five years through our business. And I've seen destruction and deterioration everywhere I go. And He sent me as a bright light into that home. Not only to observe them, but to bless them. And for them to see me, the blessing in motion. Most of them don't have children. Most of them can't have kids. That's not a blessing. That's a curse. Amen? That's under the curse of the law, not the blessing. Some have billions of dollars, but they have no friends. The only people come to them is to ask for money. Some of them do have children. Most of them are gone. Don't talk to them or on drugs. And spend all their inheritance on drugs and alcohol. This is what money does. This is what serving money does, I should say. It will destroy your house. Just switch sides. Just switch to Jesus. And He'll give you everything in addition. As you give Him yourself. It's the only way to true prosperity. I believe you can look at our family and say we're blessed. I believe every household I enter into can look at me, look at what I have, look at how I serve them, look at what I do, and say he's a blessed man. Which is why most of our clients still keep me around. Because they see the blessing on me. Whether they eat the food or not, it don't matter. They see the blessing. And because they're blessing me, get to partake of it. See, money can cut covenant with you. And you can cut covenant with it just like Abraham did. Don't let mammon or money have you. You have it. Amen. You tell it what to do. Amen forever. Say God is rich. God is good. God is gracious. God's my source of supply. He's my source of everything. When I sow seeds, harvest come back to me and to my family. It's not just for me, but for the next generation.
cannot give God. <laughs> Amen. Psalm 32, 8 says this, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you, give you sound wisdom, strong knowledge and advice with my eye upon you. That's a promise from God. James 1.5 says, Whoever needs wisdom, let him ask from God. And God will give you liberally what you ask Him for. We're never without answers. We're always with solutions. I just pray till my head knows it. Because it's in your spirit. Your answer for anything you'll ever face in life is already in you. You may just have to pray it up to your head so that you're aware of it. Every breakthrough you have will come praying in tongues. Every revelation will come praying in the Holy Spirit. Every next move of God will come through a praying people in a praying church and a praying family. Prayer is the most powerful weapon on the face of the earth. And especially praying in the unknown time. Because Satan and a third of the angels of heaven who fell with him cannot understand a word you're speaking and praying. Therefore, they don't know how to tactic against it. Amen. Prayer moves heaven, not the enemy. Get that. Prayer moves heaven. Now, if heaven moves the enemy, that's up to them. They'll move the enemy out of your way as you pray. But your prayers move heaven. And all the hosts of heaven go in to fight and play. And destroy the devil most. <laughs> Say, I'll never have sickness in my body as long as I'm on upon the face of the earth. Jesus didn't. And he's my example. And I'm part of the body of Christ. Sickness, get. You have no right to me. Pain, leave. You have no right or access to the body of Christ. Say, the anointed one is in me. The anointing is in me. And I speak a thing. And it is established for me. Say, I'm a believer. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen forever. Now give God a hand clap. Thank you online for joining with us today. And thank you for tuning in and braving the weather. It's been 55 minutes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Amazing. Amen. And it got cooler, right? See, you online could still be suffering where you're at, but it did get cooler for us. Praise God forever. Don't forsake the gathering of yourselves together. Especially as you see the day approaching, it says. Amen forever. Praise God forever. All right. We're going to take up our offering. It's good to be able to give. Amen. Now, if you don't tithe at the first of the month, like I know most of you do, then just let this rest upon you for when you do. And when you sow seed and give offerings. I already read from Malachi the promise of the tither. Deuteronomy 26 covers your rights and privileges as well. 
we see Genesis, the institution of the tithe, the first tithe given by Abram. Now, Father, we just lift up our tithes and offerings to you, a well-pleasing sacrifice and Savior in your eyes. And the Lord instructed me to do this today. Because Leviticus 9 says, As the people gave together and tithed together, the glory of the Lord fell upon them all, and fire from heaven came and consumed their offerings. And it was well-pleasing to God in their sight. I said this before. I actually mentioned it when we were at the $17,000 mark, that we're on our way to $20,000 in our building fund. And now we're going to be there with this offering at $20,000. So we have $20,000 in our building fund right now. And Lord, I'm just believing for more and more. And we keep tithing and we keep sowing into it, faithfully me and Clarissa as well. Our tithes and offerings, we keep putting into there. So we climb just in about three weeks from 17,000 to 20, and God increases us more and more. I'll send our children, amen, and your loved ones. So Father, we do this in an honor of you. We bring forth the first fruits of all our increase in substance, our tithes, literally 10% of all our increase to you. And we honor you with it, and we thank you for your promises connected to it, that we cannot outgive you, and that the windows of heaven are open for us. And you're pouring out on us such blessings. There's not room enough to receive them. And you rebuke Satan. That thief who comes to steal, kill and destroy from our lives. And we confess and pronounce proudly tithers' rights. That Satan, you're rebuked from our finances, rebuked from our livelihoods, our families, our loved ones, for generations. And the scripture says unto a thousand generations. Because we're tithers. And have cut financial covenant with God. Father I thank you for the resources of heaven. Opening up to us the tither and the giver. The sower of seed. And my tithe is not a debt I owe. But a seed I sow. In faith. I fully expect your promises to come to pass over every giver here this morning. Windows of heaven open and blessings there's not room enough to receive and will make the heathen jealous and the world mad because of what you've done for us. Will move the sinner to jealousy through the supernatural provisions of the saints. Thank you, Lord, that we, a house on a hill, cannot be hidden. Thank you for letting us shine and shine brighter than ever before in these last days. Lighthouses on a hill for all to see and all to come under the canopy of and all to run under the light of, which eliminates darkness. Thank you for building our house expanding our territory, enlarging the stakes of our tents to the left and to the right, that we take this, our promised land, healing Nellie Gale, and we possess the land that we may build and grow upon it until you come. Thank you, Father. You've placed faith in every member, every believer, 
and we press in with faith today during our offering for more. We give you full permission to bless us this month, this week, this day, this hour, this moment. For faith is now. Not a trickle, not a stream, not a river, but a flood. Same flood stage. God has moved into flood stage. And when he moves, he moves big, fast, and mightily. Thank you, Lord, for suddenlies today. Big blessings we've been waiting on coming to pass today. The first month. Bless you for your promises of provision. Bless you for your covenant and all your purchases given to us in blood. Bless you. Say, I'm standing in the blood. I'm living under the blood of the Lamb Himself. Say, I'm covered in the blood. Say, evil can't penetrate the blood. Lack can't penetrate the blood. Sickness and disease can't cross the bloodline. For it is written, death can't cross the blood. Say, I'm living. Life in full. Life in abundance. Till he takes me away. <laughs> now give God a hand clap. Praise God. I was instructed before the service to just lay hands on Jan and Deidre, but I showed up and it looked like Deidre already got hers. <laughs> I think I was prayed in before the service. But Deidre, just raise your hand up back there, if you will, and receive, and everyone online, receive this as well. Father, I just speak peace of mind. <laughs> peace of mind. Rest. Rejuvenation. Restoration. Of our soul. Thank you that our eyes are fixed on you. And you keep me in perfect peace and understanding. I say I understand. I comprehend. I now know. Thank you. I give you the praises for that wisdom and for that unction. In Jesus' name. So just raise, lay a hand on yourself if you have any pain. In any area, just raise your hand and put a hand on that area if you can. Father, I curse all pain. Die. Dematerialize. I put you to death. You were taken already. For my benefit, on the cross 
my hand's shaking. Whenever the healing anointing comes in, my right hand always shakes. So, Father, I thank you for that healing touch. I'm just going to come around and lay hands on everyone until that shaking stops. In Jesus' name. Praise you, Father. Give you the glory and the praise.
the King of Kings. Thank you, Lord. Strong support for the entire frame. Brothers and gentlemen, the King of Jesus' name. We can have any bearing, any seed, anything you want to eat. For he the Son sets free as free as be. In Jesus'